This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, hi there, Al Dukes here. And yes, it is podcast time. Uh, Jerry's on vacation this week. So uh, Eddie Scazzeri joins me. Hello, podcast people. Hello, podcast people. Uh, you know I have two podcasts, Eddie, uh, this one. Yes. And then I have one, uh, Al's Boring Podcast, that I do with my friend Paul. Yes, I'm familiar. And uh, uh, we normally tape on Wednesdays. So we'll be taping this evening. And uh, the, our, our podcast topic tonight is uh, uh, things or people that have disappeared. Okay. Not like Natalie Holloway, the the girl who went to Aruba and actually disappeared. Mm-hmm. You mean like... like my buddy Paul said, uh, George Foreman, he just sort of, sort of disappeared. I see. So they've just sort of fallen off the map. Yeah, like they used to be everywhere, and now for whatever reason, they're not. But it's not like, you know, the lost continent of no. Atlantis. No, no, no. Uh, but I, as I was going to pay my parking meter, I noticed there is a uh, a guy on the streets who's uh, attempting to bring something back that also, for no reason at all, disappeared. The yo-yo. Really? There's a guy who works a yo-yo on uh, Hudson Street here in New York. He's just out there on the sidewalk yo-yoing it. And is he selling yo-yos? No, not selling. Uh, doesn't appear to be homeless, but also seems to always be out there. So it's not like a smoke break where he's wants to play yo-yo also. Right. And he's not particularly great at the yo-yo. Mm. But when I saw it, I was like, wow, what happened to the yo-yo? Yeah, it was kind of a... Very, I I had one as a child. Duncan was the brand yeah. that made mm-hmm. uh, yo-yos. That's right. Did you ever have the glow-in-the-dark one? I did. Yeah, that was a I popular did. one. Yes. Uh, but gone now. Yeah. Hula hoops also. Hula hoops is a good Although one. Although you do kind of see them in certain acrobatic uh, things. Yeah. Yes. Things that have disappeared. So I'll be uh, taping that tonight. Mm-hmm. But I have a story for you of something that is going to disappear, Eddie. Okay. I want to see where you stand on this. After 50 years, Southwest Airlines is getting rid of free peanuts on their flights. Uh, They're not going to charge you for peanuts. They're just getting rid of peanuts altogether because of... Peanut allergies. Yes. Too many people suffer from that. And uh, sometimes it's just like if they touch the oil or something, it can really very, very sensitive. 
Where are you on this peanut allergy thing? Because uh, it didn't exist. And now many people have the peanut allergy. Who do we blame for that? Well, there's all sorts of theories about um, not only peanut allergies, other food allergies, other reactions to things that never used to bother a great number of people, right. probably always a small percentage. But uh, I, there's um, people blame inoculations, people blame plastics in the environment, uh, all sorts of different things are are blamed. Or blamed for the food allergies. Yes, and it's just, I, I haven't seen any hard science on it, but uh, there's all sorts of speculation. Oh, if you've got, uh, you and I don't have children, luckily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you hear uh, people uh, that do have children, they send their kids to school uh, with like you know on uh, birthdays when they make cupcakes. No, you can't do this. You can't add this. You can't. Uh, there's a million food allergies. It's such a pain in the ass. Yes. So you're gonna have to do with almonds, mm-hmm. pretzels. Oh, so and other snacks like that instead of the peanuts. Oh, so they're still offering nuts. They're still offering snacks. Almonds, I guess they're not a lot of almond allergies. Right. Well, a tree nut as opposed to a peanut, which is grown in the ground. That I did not know. The different kinds of allergies. A peanut is grown in the ground? Yes. Is that right? Yes. It's more of like closer to a legume or a bean than a nut, even though it's kind of a nut, but it's kind of in the ground. It's not, it's not a tree nut. How do they make salted peanuts in the shell? Yeah, that's. Uh, I guess the shells are or when they're... I guess roasted, uh, or maybe even not. They, they somehow the the salt can penetrate it. Maybe they use a salt water solution and then they dry it so it permeates the shell. I actually don't know much about the salted peanut making process. Is that right? Which and, yeah. And well, then why re- would I? And then re- well, you seem to know a lot about random various facts. random things. Yes. Just like remember, uh, we used to uh, have red pistachio nuts, mm-hmm. and now they're r- not red. Right. Well, that was, I think, related to the whole red M&M thing. Red dye. Yeah, that red dye number three, I think it was, that turned out to be bad for people. But why did we need to have our, like, uh, like uh, pistachio nuts are a normal color, just like uh, an almond is a color? Yes. Why did they think we did not want to consume a pistachio unless it was red? I, I don't know, but I had, as a child growing up, I had only ever experienced yes. red pistachios. Same here. And then I saw the other one, I was like, what is this? What is this garbage? Yeah. I mean, where's my red pistachios? Yeah, and when you would uh, you get eat the, them. Right, on your fingers, just like the Cheetos. Yeah, your fingers would be all red. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you're licking uh, the red dye number or it whatever cancer. it is. Yeah, cancer. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Would you roll the dice on peanuts uh, or red dyed? What about red dyed peanuts? To really get everybody. Uh, red dyed peanuts? Yes, I thought you said penis there for a second. Peanuts you... is a very hard word to say without saying penis. Yeah, I think you actually did say red dyed penis, <laughs> but uh, whatever. We'll go clip that later. Red dyed penis. Yes. Uh, all right. So that's uh, going on at Southwest Airlines. Mm-hmm. You'll have to bring your own peanuts with you next time mm-hmm. uh a photographer in portland his name is jason savage mm. he says he works the night shift and because he gets done with work and doesn't want to go home right away he goes to strip clubs because as he says they're the only place open bull crap i'm sure yes but he came up with an idea as he 
gets to know the strippers, Eddie. Okay. Because he sees them as people, not just strippers. Of meanwhile, course he does. Meanwhile, you're in the strip club. Yeah. Has come up with an idea of how to share their stories of who they are and uh, for us to appreciate them more. He's uh, created trading cards, much like baseball cards, mm-hmm. trading cards featuring 69 Waka Waka of the city's strippers. I see. So he really wants to respect them, and yet he yes. went with 69. And are are these uh, clothed pictures with the trading cards? Uh, well, for the most part, though, he does... Um, there, there is a nipple occasionally on a okay on a card. So they're not them just you know sitting down doing everyday things. It's right. Them in a salacious pose in skippy outfits. Right. So not objectifying them at all. I wanted the images to tell a story about each dancer and show their personality and heart. I wanted to also keep it light to a degree, so I chose the number sixty nine. And he also wanted to be able to be in their close proximity to them and take pictures of them when they were scantily clad. 100%. And, yeah, so now he's got hundreds of images of these girls in his own personal position. Right. I thought the same thing. Like, there's nothing worse in a strip club than the guy who acts like he's above the other guys in the strip Mm -hmm. club who are there to see naked women. Right. I'm here because it's the only thing open at night. Right. Please. And I'm getting to know the dancers. Yeah. You're still going to a strip club. Yes. I see him working like, you're right. Now he gets to, not in the club, but somewhere else, meet them, take photographs. Right. Perhaps in their homes. Act like he, he's working on a project yeah. with them. Come on. This is a nascent serial killer. Well, he has a website, Eddie. Oh, great. Can you maybe you could bring it up over there? It's um Oh, alrighty. Strippingoutloud.com. Is that uh am I going to be able to get through the firewall? Let's see. I'm going to ch- I'm going to check that out myself. I've or, Anybody can hear me typing. Turns out I have a computer right here as well. Yes, you do. Strippingoutloud.com. And we I am I am firewalled out. Oh, I'm in over here. Get out. Yeah, I'm in. Really? Uh, let's see. Here's the gallery. Let me see what, what type of work this. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Well, is there a reason that it's firewalled? Well, there are nipples, as he, uh, yes. as he said, occasional nipple, very artsy types oh, sure. of photos. Gotta say, n- not the best looking gals that I've seen. Uh, and to purchase these, let me see what it costs. Strippingoutloud.com, twenty one dollars. You get 70 cards, although that, that article said 69 cards. Is this the Facebook site? No, I'm on the actual website, strippingoutloud.com. Google that when you're at work. Uh, yes. So we see you working, and what's his name? We see you working, Jason Savage, trying to spend time with strippers outside the strip club. Smooth. It yeah. worked. Smooth. Very well done. Uh, it is summer, Eddie, and this is the time of year when uh, teenagers actually go to work because they're not in school. Yes, they have summer jobs. Summer jobs. Although a new survey by the Pew Research Center, that's a legitimate place, right? Okay. Pew Research? Yes, I actually have heard of that. Exactly. They say only about 35% of teenagers will be working this summer. 
freaking lazy. 35%. That means 65% of Eddie are not working. Are lazy. He's lazy. You're lazy. Now, I recall, I think you had a job uh, at a paper mill or something. Uh, I did. That was in college. Well, I was in college. Yes, I had, uh, that was my summer job while I was in college in a paper mill for the United States Gypsum Company in Clark, New Jersey. Now, uh, paper mills, because I had one near my campus at Indiana State University, Mm -hmm. smell. Oh, boy, yes. The paper stock, because it's, that's how they, they, they get old paper and they put stuff in it and slur it around and make this big slurry, and but it stinks to high Yeah, yes. it'll stink up the town that it's in. Yes. Although I am uh, used to live near Clark, New Jersey. I don't recall. Well, it's not stinking. like um, the stink of a, you know, of a chemical uh, refinery or something yeah. like that, uh, or like a, a garbage dump. But when you're in the premises itself, for sure, and if you're in the immediate vicinity, maybe perhaps within a half a mile on a hot day. It smells. Yeah. Did you, did you have high school jobs before the paper uh, I actually, my first job was at the age of 11 as a paper boy. Oh, right. We I, were both paper boys. I delivered the Staten Island Advance, and I held that job uh, until I graduated from uh, high school. And then I was not old enough to work at the mill yet because you had to be 18. Um, so in that summer uh, after graduation, huh. I worked, this was kind of dangerous, I stood out in the middle of the Verrazano uh, toll plaza Okay. Uh, trying to sell tokens. This is when they were first introducing the tokens. This is before Easy Pass, people. This is like olden times. You know, I was surprised there wasn't horses uh, coming across. You stopped horses and buggies as they were trying to go across. I'm standing out there in a bright orange jumpsuit with uh, tokens trying to, like, get people to buy the tokens so they could go to the token lane. And, you know, people just streaming past you. And it was, uh, it was yeah, that was a fun job. So the incentive to buy a token would be that um, the token lane was uh, a lesser of a line? It's sort of, sort of like what the easy pass lane. Because you're not dealing with getting change? Correct. You know, it's what the easy pass uh, sort of, uh, I guess that evolved. That was the next step was the easy pass. But if you got the tokens and if there was a long line, even if they would stop, do the quick transaction with myself or one of the other fellas, then they could just go to the token line. I see. So you I, were selling rolls of tokens, though. Uh, I, get, I don't remember. Or you think you were selling individual tokens? I might have been. Th- wow. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. What the exact thing was. I mean, I was a, just a, a kid and I yeah. was out there. It was hot and it was just not fun. So, paper boy, token seller, um, paper mill. Paper mill. And then, and actually in college, I also, when I was in college, uh, in the summer, I worked at the paper mill. And then when I was out at school, I worked for the uh, dining and kitchen authority on campus, like uh, in the, the, you know, the kitchens in the dorms. Mm-hmm. That was not great either. What college was this? Uh, SUNY Stony Brook. Oh, SUNY Stony Brook. Uh, out on Long Island. And uh, yeah, and then I got an internship here, and now it's almost 30 years later. 30 years later, so here you are. The only real job, if you will, that I've uh, I've had. The others were sort of part-time or yes. summer or a paper boy as a kid. So this is the only job really I've ever had. Yeah, I collected carts at Food Town, mm-hmm. and then I also worked at Drug Fair. Yes, uh, and uh, JFK Hospital in the pharmacy. Those were my only 
and paper boy like you. And you didn't want to go into pharmacy. No, I didn't think I could have passed the chemistry. Yeah, it's classes. a lot of it's some science there. I could have done the job. I was doing the job. Right. Were you feeling like you know putting the the powder in the capsules and stuff no. like that? No, we we had the pills already made. Okay. And I would d- divvy those up to the patients, and, but I would mix IV solutions. That's crazy. Very crazy. I, I mean, a communication right. student. And how old were you? 19? Mixing IV solutions Mixing for people IV. who needed it. Yes. That's tremendous. Unbelievable. And no one has died. No one died. That you know. That I'm a, I would never uh, mix solutions for babies. No. Because it was such a minuscule amount that went into the bag, and I was like, I, I, I can't do this. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Too much pressure. So teens should really get out there. 35%, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, haven't we just painted a rosy picture, all you teens yeah. out there? sounds great. great it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Eddie almost got run over in an orange jumpsuit. Yeah, and worked in a smelly paper mill. In a smelly paper mill. Uh, a new study is out, the most popular flavors of ice cream. Mm-hmm. I want to see if you can nail the first few, Eddie. It is summer. People do love to get ice cream. Yes. I'm going to go with the old standby vanilla. Vanilla is number two. Really? So what is the most popular? Wow. And it's too obvious to say chocolate. It is chocolate. Really? Yeah. How about that? Chocolate number one, vanilla number two. I will tell you number three was a surprise to me. Okay. Let's see. Uh, You know... uh... Rocky Road? No, Rocky Road is down down a little bit. Okay, but it is on the list. It's on the list. So I'll give you the the most popular flavors in order. It goes chocolate, vanilla, butter pecan. Okay. As number three. Mm-hmm. Number four, cookies and cream. Not a fan. Me neither. Mm-mm. Five, which I thought would be higher up, mint chocolate chip. Okay. Uh, number six, chocolate chip cookie dough. Again, not a fan. Yeah, I don't like that either. Uh, number seven, strawberry. Uh, I, you know, I get why people like it. I've never been a fan of strawberry ice cream. Uh, I don't mind reason. that. So you don't like that? What do they call that? Neapolitan. No, that I do like because it's kind of mixed in and it's a thing. And with the chocolate, it's okay. Mm, all right, uh, pistachio. Love it. Yeah, I like pistachio. Rocky Road. Mm-hmm. A chocolate chip, and finally cake batter. Not a fan. Me neither. But I do like the butter pecan. And don't you think any list like that, you should really, besides vanilla and chocolate, and then go right. from there. Take those out. Yes. Because, of course, they're the base for everything. Base. Right. Vanilla, chocolate being one and two, we had to see that coming. Yeah. Butter pecan surprised me at number three. Right. But I think those any sort of list like that should exclude vanilla and chocolate. If you go to one of these uh, uh, ice cream places in the summer that has, like, you know, 31 flavors or something. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to? Are you more willing to try uh, something odd or different, or do you go with one of the more basic ones? Well, the um, I go to Carvel because there's Ooh. a Carvel right near me. Oh, and, walkable for you? And uh, yes, a long walk with the dogs if it's not too hot. Go down to Tano Mall oh, in Edison, yeah. New Jersey. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so I usually don't. You know, they don't have the 31 flavor situation. They have some flavors, that, you know, but I usually just go with the uh, the dip own situation oh, yeah. or sometimes one of their little uh you know i forget what they call them the uh the, the flying saucers no i like the flying saucer absolutely carvel cake the whole thing but i get one of their um you know sort of sundays if you will not a sunday it's sort of a mixed uh they mix the ice cream and make like a shake of, yeah like a shake but not they call it something else but a carvel lunch 
a carvalanche. I don't know what that is. Yes, it's, it's basically like a shake with a thing, and you get the Heath bar in it or oh, whatever. I like that. But I will say this: every summer when I go up to Vermont, Vermont, they are famous for their creamy stands. And they typically will have many different flavors. So when I'm in that element in Vermont, I will uh, enjoy the different flavored creamies. Get something a little different when yeah, you're there. Sort of go out of my comfort zone. There's an ice cream place down in Spring Lake, very popular, called Hoffman's. Mm-hmm. I think they also have a location on Point Pleasant. It gets crazy, like enormous lines. Yeah. And they've got way too many options. So if you go in there not knowing, like you, you should go in there and be ready. Have a plan. Have a plan, or while you're in the long line, yes, they should have an assist. uh, Like somebody works there, come out, hand out the menus, maybe sort of coach you up because all those choices are just making that long line even longer for indecisive people. But you know what is there at that Hoffman's? Lots of teens working because they're hard workers. That's uh, right, getting summer jobs. Mm -hmm. All right. That was the uh, post-game podcast. It's over already? It is over already. These things really go fast. They go very quickly. Yeah. Uh, the warm-up show is next. I did that with one Chris Lopresti. I'm going to go back to strippingoutloud.com gallery. I was able to get in. Get that shipped right oh, here. Already? So, so, so. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. Oh, hi there, Al Dukes here. Uh, Jerry Recco uh, continues his family vacation. CeeLo, Chris Lopresti, fills in. Happy hump day, Al. Now, I feel like you fill in for Jerry in all things when Jerry needs a fill-in. Jerry, like, baseball coaching. Yeah. You fill in there. Sort of, a little bit. His little uh, rec sports indoor league that yeah. they have in the wintertime. It yeah. could be basketball, it could be soccer, it could be dodgeball, whatever whatever the case may be. I feel like you're the backup Jerry no matter what That's Jerry right. needs. I'm uh, Bizarro Jerry. Bizarro Under, Jerry. Understudy Jerry. Like, my my kids need to be picked up. I can't make it. <laughs> CeeLo. Yeah. He's got me on speed dial. I'm always ready. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat that. Eddie just said something <laughs> not nice Very in my headset. Yeah. Very inappropriate. I almost repeated it without thinking. <laughs> Uh, CeeLo, uh, Drew Gagneau pitched last night and probably should have gone to the Grand Canyon as his original plans were. This was vacation week for AAA uh, baseball, or all-star break. Yes, all-star break. And he had plans to go to the Grand Canyon with his fiance mm-hmm. and family. And instead, he got called up to pitch for the Mets and gave up uh, six runs. couple homers. couple homers. As predicted. Yes. Two Gagneaus. Two Gagneaus. And uh, that did not go well. No. He was very upbeat and positive after the game, though, so we give him credit for that. I did hear him talking about leaving the change-up high or yes. something. Yeah, left the change-up up, became a problem, even though Devin Mesoraco said he had good command of the change-up. So yeah. the battery mates, not exactly on the same page there. No. So the Mets lost. The Yankees lost to the Orioles. Tanaka, Tanaka. Uh, showed up again after uh, injuring his, I don't know what he injured, his quads, Both his hamstrings. hamstrings. I thought it's a lock that he wins on Tuesdays. What happened uh, there? It was generally a lock. Mm. One thing definitely is a lock with Tanaka, he always gives up an early home run. Always. He just gives up a lot of home runs. Goodbye, Tanaka yeah. Tuesday. Guess we won't be seeing you. We are going to miss you. <laughs> Yeah, Tanaka Tuesday did not go well. No, it didn't. 
So the Yankees have a losing record, I heard Harris Allen say, against the Orioles. Four and five this year, yes. That's embarrassing. Well, you know, what are you going to do? You know, it's I was delicious. Th- I was thinking about uh, <laughs> Buck Showalter. I love Buck Showalter. You know what's weird? Like a guy like like the Orioles have stunk for quite a while now, right? Uh, not really. They were in the ALCS a couple years ago. I saw where the Mets were in the World Series, but in general, the last couple seasons, not well, great. How's that? Yes, right. They've been on the down slope. So does that mean he stinks as a coach? Because people revere him. Uh, I think it means that their organization is not very well run, mm-hmm. and their uh, player personnel is not the greatest, especially Fair in enough. the pitching department. So no, I Fair do not enough. put that on Buck's. Buck's plate. It's not his responsibility. All right, so we get Yankees-Orioles uh, again today. Finale of the four-game series. The finale. Yes. Uh, Yankees hoping for a split? Correct. Good job, Al. I'm paying attention. You are on fire this morning. Interesting thing happened yesterday in the Cleveland Indians game. Yes. Uh, there was a bullpen mistake, a communication error. The lines got crossed, evidently, when uh, Terry Francona called to the bullpen and this is where stupid the yesterday we were talking about stupid nicknames for players. Mm-hmm. Terry Francona asked for OP to get up and ready. Oliver Perez, if you can Ollie believe that. Ollie P. Ollie P. Should have just sang that into the phone. Somehow he's still in the league. It's amazing. It's Ollie P. Now. <laughs> it's Ollie P. Now. Well, I used to be a prolific songwriter. Dude, your catalog is just unmatched. Uh, but like a lot of uh, like the classic rockers, uh, you go through a, a time period where you're very like you're really banging out a lot of hits, mm-hmm. then some not hits, and then like I've got probably got a comeback album coming up this fall. Well, I'll look forward to that. Yankees playoffs, Giants, football's Jets back. starting, yeah. football's back. Very exciting. But Francona called for OP. That's right. And instead, he got uh, Dan Otero. Whose nickname is OT. OT. So why wouldn't you just get on the phone and go, <laughs> get Ali Perez up? And there's another layer to this that he just shows you how things get lost in translation. He doesn't even make the call to the bullpen. Oh, Terry goes, Francona does no, it? he turns to his pitching coach, Carl Willis, who then has to make the call. So now you have another gentleman involved, and you can see where that is out of whack. Do you think Terry Francona said, get OP ready? Or that he is, said Ali Perez, and then no. the pitching coach... OP nope. them. Francona said to Carl Willis, get OP. Carl Willis thought he said OT. <laughs> he called the bullpen. Oh. OT warms up. You actually see the video. Francona comes out. First of all, their, their closer had a rough night, Cody Allen. He's got a Yankees closer in the ninth inning. He comes out. He signals for the lefty. That's Perez. All of a sudden, Otero comes running out of the bullpen, and Francona turns to the to the bench and is like, what, what's going on here? What are we doing yeah, here? Exactly. So he took he took the hit for it afterwards. And then that did not go well. No, it did not. He gave up a three-run double to Joey Votto. They gave up seven runs in the ninth and lost 7-4. Do you think at any point Ali P was like, I think they want the lefty. They want me, probably. Yeah, or wondering, like, why am I not up in this spot? Because yes. Otero, it was his fourth appearance in five days, the poor guy. He was probably like, why are they putting me in the game again? Yeah, I was shocked to see that Oliver Perez is still pitching in baseball. I guess Mickey Calloway is rubbing off on his former manager. Yeah, that did not go well for the Indians last night. Then yesterday in uh, basketball fan news, CeeLo, I I put this under basketball fan news, LeBron James teased on Twitter that he was uh, wanting to have a pizza party in Culver City to celebrate his big Lakers win Mm -hmm. or big Lakers signing. Now, there's a Blaze Pizza out there in Culver City, and LeBron is an owner of Blaze oh, Pizza. of course. So people thought, oh, LeBron's going to show up, as you would think based on that tweet. So hundreds of people 
started wrapping around the in line, wrapping around the corner of the building, waiting for LeBron, and hours and hours went by, and no LeBron. What was LeBron up to, Al? Well, LeBron's wife Instagrammed a photo of LeBron <laughs> um, relaxing on a a donut inner tube, right? <laughs> I don't or know. donut float. Sure. A donut tube, float in inflatable. their inflatable, an inflatable in their pool. He n- no showed with no explanation. Not even trying to hide it. Apparently, the wife's tweet, you know, putting out the Instagram picture. Right. Very unlike you, Al. When you say, "Hey, I'm going to be going out in Spring Lake to such a yeah," but you show up. <laughs> when I tell people I'm going to be having a pizza party somewhere, I I'm there. I would never stand up his fans. Just too many of them. Probably the second he hit send on that, he was like, "Oh, I'm not going to go to this." Or it was just like, hey, I know all these people are going to show up. Good for business. He owns the place. All of a sudden, you got hundreds of people. While they might be angry at LeBron, chances are they're hungry and they want a slice of pizza. But supposedly, they were giving out free pizza. Oh, well, never mind that. And then there was confusion with the guy that's running that local Blaze pizza. He wasn't. He wasn't. First, he wasn't. He didn't know LeBron was coming. Yeah. Then he told people, oh, LeBron is coming. I, we've heard from him. <laughs> and then, oh, no, five five hours later. Oh, no, LeBron. So it was not a good day for him. Not a good day for him because then he had an angry mob of uh, right. pizza people. And it was all on his shoulders. It was all on that guy's shoulders. So that was a bad job. So he wasn't able to prepare. Then he misled the customers. Then he misled all of his customers. Uh, then this, I thought of all of you people around here with babies when I saw this video yesterday. <clears throat> I originally saw it on uh, Barstool. Then I saw it go all over the place. Uh, Gordon Hayward who was with the Celtics now, but has uh, had a horrendous uh, injury, my basketball friends tell me. <laughs> he was a lot of basketball friends, yeah, do you? Yeah, Bob Dwyer in the back. Okay. So they had a gender reveal little get-together just for their little family that they were filming. It was uh, Gordon Hayward, his wife, and his two little girls. And there was a box that was going to have balloons in it that when, when Gordon Hayward opened the box, the balloons would come out and he yes, would know very whether... very basic. Very basic. So he uh, opened the box and pink balloons came out. (laughs) And he uh, could not hide his disappointment. To the point where, if you're this little girl in a couple years, you're going to be like, well, Pops didn't really want me. Uh, Not exactly. My least favorite child. Yeah. And even uh, the wife of Gordon Hayward goes, "Uh, is daddy happy? Uh, Not exactly. And he goes... (laughs) Daddy's always happy. That was my favorite part because he like turned away. <laughs> He's kicking one of the balloons into the air. Very understated. Yeah. Daddy's yeah. always happy. Yes. Yay. Now you <laughs> now you know that's being filmed. You've got to fake enthusiasm. That's how that's how bad it was. He couldn't even fake it. He was really thought he was getting a boy. Yeah. He said to one of the daughters, Oh, you were right. Mm. Great. Another girl running around <laughs> I here. Got four of them, including my wife. Yes. And who was filming that? That's a good question. I was wondering that myself. And then put it out. Put it out there with the disappointing having a baby girl. Just keeping it real, you know? Keeping it real. CeeLo, when we return, I'm a big fan of something uh, the PGA is doing. How's that for a tease? Nailed it. All right. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotts Garden 3M, the superheroes of building products.
All right, Boomer and Geo in just a few at the top. This portion sponsored by Spot Hero. Rough night for the baseball locals. Yankees fall to the Orioles 6-5. to five. Jonathan Scope walk-off RBI single bottom nine. Manny Machado with a couple of homers for Baltimore. You get the series finale tonight. Mets lost to the Braves 7-3. Newcomer Jugano served up a couple of homers in his Major League debut and took the loss. Finally, here's a way you can save time parking. Use Spot Hero anytime you park. First-time users can enter promo code CITY for $10 off. Spot Hero, park smarter. I would love to own a parking garage. You That's got to be just that. cash flow. I would agree. Just make them as high as they make these buildings here in New York. Sure. We have plenty of parking. That'll be fun coming down from like level 37. <laughs> Three in the morning. <laughs> Muggers just hanging out in the... Uh... Boomer's going to hit me. Oh, no. I'm Boomer's looking. Oh, you. I removed the tag, Boomer. This oh, is a medium. Did. It is a medium. That's it's right. It's a medium. It's a medium. Fits me very muscularly. <laughs> muscularly the pga uh CeeLo did something i'm thrilled with and all sports should do they've decided they've uh, changed their schedule so that they're done by football season that's a big deal to you that's a huge deal to really me. how many golf events <laughs> were you watching oh in there, football season was, not in football season it was really uh, affecting my uh yeah. football schedule I know, you were locked into the fedex cup in september and october right but but the nfl is so dominant all sports should do this yes well, Give the NFL September, October, November, December, January, because then like the the um, uh, Super Bowl is like mm-hmm. first week of February. Mm-hmm. Then do your the other sports. So now we'll start baseball in regular season in February and play the World no, Series no, no. in you, August. You eliminate most September. of the games <laughs> and you, and you start the, the playoffs. Uh, baseball starts uh, August first, a wild card game at Yankee Stadium, <laughs> and then we are done by. Uh, the first kickoff, that Thursday night game uh, that they right. run on uh, NBC. And we're like, oh, we, we crowned the World Series champion. And now the NFL begins. Because yes, playoff baseball in October is not like, you know, a great pastime of ours or anything. No, like but, that, but right? we're done with pastimes. Oh, okay. We're moving the on. Future. Millennials are not interested in pastimes. Mm-hmm. We're looking for things uh, that are interesting. I see. So that's what I want. So why don't we have a Fortnite championship or something? (laughs) Get that done by NFL season. Okay. Because then we can just concentrate on that. Just eliminate all sports except the NFL for Apple. No, no, no. That's the takeaway here. Just shorten all their seasons to 16, 17 weeks like what we do with the NFL. Okay. Then we'll all be happy. Suck it. Your (laughs) flagship station for New York Yankees baseball and New York Giants football.